welcome, welcome to isolating with my therapist okay, I didn't mom. See that coming. You're going to be that a was singer. not approved beforehand. That is not a, an official jingle. Um, welcome to isolating with my therapist mom. I've lost the plot. My name's Lexi, and I am isolating now for a month with my mom. And my dad. And your two cats. And who are you? I'm Anna, the therapist <laughs> mum. And I'm also here. And yeah, I've, I'm not, uh, maybe I've lost the plot too, but it's been a weird week for me. Um, much less um, on an even plane. And really been aware a few times of feeling quite sad. One conversation, I think I told you already, was with a friend whose brother's died. Yeah. And they can't obviously travel to the funeral to a different state mm. and they had a virtual funeral i mean That's whoever wild. thought we'd have virtual yeah. funerals and she's teaching her older sister and they're much older than me and this sister you know, didn't know how to work the internet and stuff so they're even learning a new skill mm. to be able to whew. and the other one closer to home yesterday had a conversation with a friend who really just getting to know more and more. And she said she's probably moving out of state directly as a result of this because her elderly parents are not doing what they should be doing in terms of isolating, being unsafe. And she's feeling she needs to go to be with them. And I guess normally we'd have a party, hugs all round. Say goodbye, yeah. No, we're going to have a virtual goodbye. Mm -hmm. And I had a dream last night which shows where, you know, if you start paying attention to your dreams... Then I realised in the morning that um, my dream was all about things at the end are not going to be the same and find, trying to find something familiar. So it's mm. like, uh, yeah. what do I do? So you're, so you're just feeling that sadness right now. That's, yeah. And that's all you can really do, right? You can't control yep. anything else. Yeah. And we come back to that word surrender, letting go. Because what else do you do? I mean, what about you? What? that resonate with anything that you're feeling the yeah I think um on a personal level but I think where I where I can feel more control is looking at a macro level sadness strangely what's happening yeah so I I look at New York City in particular because that's where I just um have been living and where my home still is and all my community I'm also involved with a neighborhood group. Yeah, so you've that, invested um, your daytime in it, right? Yeah. Um, what do you mean daytime? Well, your job, your kind of... Yeah. So, yeah, so I have, um, yeah, I have, I have a part-time job that works with social entrepreneurs that are all actively working on different things in the city. But then also I work with a collective um, that's basically working with communities... Um, of color that are uh, like disproportionately impacted by this virus um, because of being essential workers, because of health rates, because of um, economic insecurity. And so, um, so this community has basically been completely neglected. Yeah. And um, they have no idea what a lot of people don't aren't aware of what resources are existing to support them yeah. um and so it's just been really sad for me well, to even look um, sad as you're yeah, talking about it. I, I, yeah I get sad because I think of just the injustice of the system that already exists in yeah. our world and how a virus like this 
um, just highlights and kind of, yeah, brings it into focus because, um, so I've been basically with these neighbors set up a support um, fund for them to get cash assistance and, just and tell direction. Us, and I thought it was a great idea. Tell us what you did to get information from them and to get them to reach out to you. Yeah, so, I mean, it wasn't really that. It wasn't creative in any way. It's just putting up flyers. So yeah. um, people have put up flyers in the public housing community that already live there and that are working with us. And, um, and so, yeah, it's been, for me, the stories of, there are people I know that have lost jobs. There are people I know that have had the virus. Um, luckily I, I'm thankful that I don't know anyone that's had like been to, you know, been hospitalized or apart from that had, had a death. friend. Yeah. Yeah. There's Actually. one, but, but I didn't know them personally. Yeah, I yeah. think more what I'm affected by is again the justice part and I know that's just my personality that's where I go to but it's more the impact that this highlights for people that are already um in survival mode and struggling yeah. every day and and um in been made into um in a part of life where they're already at a marginalized basically yeah. in yeah. communities yeah and again, now can't access what's being support, given support to everyone else. So, um, so yeah, so basically these um, posters and outreach has been really impactful for me because I've been scrolling through um, all the support we've been, all the submissions and the applicants yeah, that have been. how many did you tell me? Um, yeah, over 27 already in just one week. And I'm sure that's gonna, every day is like doubling. And um, I, call, I had a call today with um, a single mother, has eight in the household, four kids. Um, and Gosh. she, yeah, and she was <laughs> I saying... I just stop and think about that. I know, right? Then, so wow. she has, so yeah, no one's, people have lost jobs. Um, she's saying she had no idea about the resources that already exist because um, they only just got devices into their home because they were donated from the schools for their kids to um, be homeschooled. Right. So, so they didn't um, have computers or... Um, they all had phones and stuff, but I think it's, yeah, it's it's just, there's, there aren't a lot of people being the bridge between the information and the resources and the government yeah. information um, and the relief aid that's coming out that's amazing and the communities that are... Um, most in need of the, that support and um, yeah and the access again lack of access so um, it was heartbreaking to hear her um, yeah just share basic needs like needing um, detergent to wash stuff needing just having no, nothing in the bank and no safety net and just waiting on government programs to come through that are going to take a long time and I just think yeah. of what's in my cupboards. I mean, okay, there's been a toilet yeah, roll Yeah, there's rush. nothing in her fridge. And <laughs> but she's I have just stuff. waiting. Yeah. yeah. So we were able to support her and she was just like so... So what way? Um, How much did she ask for? A lot yeah. No, she, she only asked for $300. And we're not, mm. we're not telling people how much they can even a, apply for. We're just saying, you know, we'll do what we can. And, um, and people largely, apart from, I think about 20, 25... 24 25 people have asked only in the range of like two to three hundred dollars yeah 
So this isn't a lot that they're, they're even needing. Again, that might be because they think it's gonna turn around quicker than it will be. But two or $300 can be stretched a yeah. really long way yeah. for people that are tr truly in survival mode and saving everything. And um, yeah, so, so for me, that's where so my Lexi, heart let breaks. me just stop you yeah. a bit. So that's an awful lot of information. And when you told me literally probably half an hour earlier about that story, because she just got off the call... I was like, oh my goodness, what can we do? But this is, you know, if I think of what I spend, even like we've just gone up to, um, you know, get a takeout coffee, mm. distancing and everything. And what I spent for that is kind of like ridiculous in comparison to like just two, $300 people want. Um, and I have to think, so we've worked, you've worked out that if people go to a website, yeah, they can go to, this is a little plug, but like, yeah, basically help? <laughs> the organization that I'm um, working through that has the charity sta status that you can get tax deductible um, giving, on, giving yeah. um, is called Infernity, um, I-N-F-I-R. N-I-T-Y. Yeah, funny. Infernity. Infernity. Um, so www.infernity.com and mm. you can go to their giving page. We're going to very soon have the um, COVID-19 Relief Neighbor Fund is what we're calling it because it's just in one community, Chelsea and Manhattan, yeah. that we're serving. So um, that that information and page will be up there soon. But um, So but even yeah. just a few dollars would help because if people yeah, just want... Definitely. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So what do you do with this, Lexi? What do you this mean? Is, well, this isn't just... This is one story that you've heard today. But you've been telling me every now and then you uh, come out of your room where you've been on a call and you say, oh my gosh, this guy just lost his job and he's a yeah. doorman in, in a hotel or something and he's done and he lives in... Yeah, again, it's, it's heartbreaking. It makes me really, really sad. I have definitely had tears and, you know, emotional moments that, that pour out from after those calls. But also... It, it for me, I keep asking myself what's in my hand and yeah. that's helped, that phrase has helped me, um, it came <laughs> from a church I was, once um, was working at, but that phrase helps me because my mind automatically goes to a million big ideas. Yeah, you're so about I, four. <laughs> I, want to, I want to start a million dollar fund for number, you know, this community. I want to like blah, 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 blah. And, and you know, that's not realistic. I... Yeah, I I don't I'm not employed by this like you know all of this yeah, stuff. Yeah. So um and I'm and I'm overwhelmed and it, I've done that in the past. I've gone yeah. a million miles an hour and into overdrive that makes me feel in control and all those feelings of yeah. like being able to just push through it and and I can solve it and I'm in, I'm the one in control of this. Yeah. Um, but I've burned out and I've not yeah. done well and I've actually become horrible to live with or I haven't been good to people around me while also trying to help other people. So um so I'm yeah. trying to take care of myself in the meantime because in what way? Um no, let's ground that. Yeah, no, I guess I just like I'm trying to take care of myself by 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 um continually talking back to those narratives that so you you're very privileged. Yeah, like I'm very privileged and I have a responsibility and I feel that so strongly. That's true, but also I'm no use to anyone if I'm not, if it's not coming and f if, if what I'm giving isn't from an overflow of what yeah. I'm already feeding myself, which 
will keep me going and will benefit yeah. others. So I've reminded that story, you know, in an airplane, you get on and you say, and they say, so this is what you do in an emergency and pull the mask down. Completely. But put your own mask on first before you yeah, help the person Yeah, I've heard that a lot you. recently. I think <laughs> you have to... You have to put your own oxygen mask on, Um, especially I think in other times I would argue against that because I just, I do believe so strongly in like the responsibility for others. But I think especially when we know it's not just a one week push, like this could, and especially the communities I'm talking about, which are going to be more impacted by the um, economic impact, which we don't know how long that's going to be yeah. really changing this, these communities and, and our city for. So, um, so that's true. Yeah. So the, so what helps me is just having, we talked about like anchors and structure. Yeah. Um, I think it was dad that said he wakes up and often feels that he has to push back a um, a wave a wave of things that he are used coming to when at him. He, yeah, yeah, that was very much an image when he was working. And full-time. and obviously, yeah. and I I don't want to feel a dread of things as I wake up, and I don't want to feel um, that I'm pushing something back actively. But I do get a sense of like if I don't prioritize in the morning exercise. Um, meditation, journaling, or gratitude. I can't, I, there's many days that I don't do any of those things, but I really try to do one of them. Um, That the day gets away and then, and then I'm, I start to dread and resent the stuff I'm doing. That's really like meaningful to me. So, um, so that's the things I'm doing. And then, yeah, I've, I also am just like working in my mind about, um, about what small thing can I do today? Like every little thing does matter. And I think often we we think... It has to be big. It has to be massive. And like, yeah. I do believe what we're doing now can have a big impact because a lot of a lot of these communities right now aren't being served at all. So like this is, a, this is big, but you know, ha- having a call with three people a day and sending cash, that is much needed to me is tiny. And I'm like, and you know, I want to be doing so much more. Um, but that's what I can do right now. And so what is in my hand? Who am I proximate to? Um, what resources do I, do yeah. I have? And how can I sustain it is like the questions I ask myself. So like that small, you know, it doesn't have to be a community you've never heard of or whatever it's like oh that one neighbor that's next to me or yeah. so the, so that that question really helps me it puts everything in perspective i guess it does still give me control what do you yeah. think about that Whoa. uh yeah <laughs> <laughs> woke me up uh, no yeah i mean i think that's right because but it, it's it's both and isn't it it's like the danger is it's like we look after ourselves so much that we then haven't got any energy yeah. left to look after anybody else and it's that kind of and at this both, time how both. much should you look after yourself like I go back and forth about that I know that's not very millennial like to say because it's the era of like self-love and like all of that stuff but I'm like should I be spending money on nice shampoo right now for myself or yeah. should I you know be 
I guess the word should is never a good <laughs> sign that it's a great question, but, yeah. but yeah, yeah, anyway, I have my own battles about them, I guess, um, what you do with what you do, what have. I do with the resources I do have right yeah. now and what I would usually so be me, spending yeah. on it. So let me cut in and say, so what mm. then in the bigger scheme of things, do you feel for this time that you are being exercised in or you're being stretched in mm. that's helping you to look at deeper stuff within you and you've given me some hints um, that is going to make you more the person you were created to be and do what you were meant to do. So I think we're talking about, you know, if we're stuck in situations and we can't escape. So if I'm stuck and I can't, move and do stuff I have to the challenge is to surrender to let it go mm. but then what what's coming up for me in that and it's like well actually I feel better if I do it you know and therefore if I don't do I'm not I'm not doing anything and I yeah. do value that but actually I'm having to learn it doesn't always have to be me yeah other people can do it if I can't um, in other words, it's a bit of a threat to my ego Yeah. about who I am, what I should be doing. And yeah, what I, I feel do. that a lot. Yeah, I feel I need to be, at this time especially, productive and useful right. and using all of me for the greater good because otherwise dot, dot, dot. Right. <laughs> so what then in psychological <sighs> terms or from Jungian psychology from a guy called Carl Jung talks about the idea of the shadow mm. about you know the thing that we actually hide about ourselves mm. because it's too painful to look at in terms of looking at that part of ourselves that actually gets really resentful if somebody else gets the praise and we've started something but we're not acknowledged or mm. my feelings of you know anger towards somebody that I push down so what is a shadow? It's just anything negative. Um, parts of ourselves that we don't like to look at. Yeah. That come up actually in times like this because we're mm. stuck, because we can't go out and do what we'd normally do to distract ourselves. Instead, we're having to sit much more, much longer than we ever thought, yeah. and it will go on. So what's the... Um, what can we discover in this time? And it's unprecedented. Um, and it's a bit like we're having to die to ourselves and what we'd normally do and let it go. Mm. So what am I, what kind of am I being faced with? What am I having to look at that actually is difficult, tough, that almost involves a little death in myself? Mm. Um, does that make sense to you? It does, yeah. What are you... What's an applicable question you want to ask me, though? So, ooh, so <laughs> where have you felt part of you that, you know, you normally, that you don't like to look at, but you're having to be faced with because you are here, you are hmm. in this position, that normally it, it would be, you know, you just push it under and go on your merry way, whereas now you can't escape from it. Um... And it's and often you know it, it's about that sitting that we've talked about, and often I think too we're encouraged to rush on, move on, read another self help book, instead of actually just sitting and noticing what comes up. 
um, you know, I'm struck today is Easter Saturday, right? Yeah. So in the Christian faith tradition, we've had Friday, Jesus was dead, you know, crucified, dead and buried. Tomorrow is Easter Sunday. Hmm. But we're actually in the middle, we're stuck. Much more like the yeah. disciples then, when their friend Christ had been crucified, and it's like they didn't know what was going to happen. They didn't know that he was definitely going to rise again, just like we don't know hmm. when our release might come. So how do we live in the in-between time? And we notice things within us in that in-between time that maybe I'm impatient. I'm used to just getting on and doing something and acting. But right now, I'm stuck and I have to live it. Oh, yeah, this is real. (laughs) Um, There's so many things. I think I did therapy for a year, so I feel, um, and I just came out of that. (laughs) So this is a nice break to then then come here and have therapy with you. Um, (laughs) But yeah, so I don't don't feel there's any like super shocking things because I think I've been working very hard. At looking at all the stuff that I 100% don't want to look at. And I really relate to the idea of it being a death because I think the some of the parts of therapy that I had that um, that were sharing things that I, I really didn't want to accept, like I was quite resentful about some past things that I hadn't looked at or um, that, yeah, I, I had some um, definitely a lot of unresolved um feelings about some different relationships that I have looked at some with you that we've worked out but all of that stuff every time there was a new revelation it was like that was negative that was probably my shadow yeah the I immediately wanted to fight it because I don't want that especially like a word like resent resentful or something like that that feels um like that's who I am and part of my identity. So immediately my first reaction is to, um, is to push against it. Um, but I went through a cycle several times, I think of gradually accepting another negative thing about myself, which was awful because, um, yeah, you don't want to see yourself that way. But as soon as I did, it was almost like a relief of like, Oh, that's not, as bad as I thought, you know, but okay, was, that's a yeah. part of me. It's not a part I'm proud of. It's not a part I love, but I can accept that's part of me. So, and then it kind of feels like you're, you're just, yeah, you're more honestly whole in a way of just like owning all the parts. Um, so, so yeah, so I think after going through that for a while, it did feel like mini deaths every week, honestly, um, to be in therapy and hearing another thing about myself yeah. that I didn't, wasn't ready to accept or own or claim as who I was. Um, but actually yeah. you stayed in that place. Oh yeah. And I know you did. And I know it, it was, was hard. internal <laughs> hell for sure. I have to say. But you yeah. also have just said that actually, because you did that, then you came out with a new understanding of you, actually facing it wasn't so bad. And it reminds me of that story um, about a little boy who came across a chrysalis. And a chrysalis is, if you remember your biology, where the butterfly starts off, you know, its transformation. 
and he could see that there was something caught in this chrysalis, in this tube, and he felt really sorry for it. So what he did is that he gradually tore the chrysalis open and this beautiful butterfly came out, but what happened, it fluttered around for a few seconds, fluttered even more and then dropped to the ground and hmm. died. The issue being that the boy had released the chrysalis, re released the butterfly from the chrysalis before it was ready to fly because it needed to battle within the chrysalis to make its wings strong. Hmm. And because the boy had let him out or let the butterfly out too soon, the butterfly wasn't strong enough to survive after. Okay, so you just told me a really pretty story, but I lost <laughs> oh I lost gosh. focus. So what does that mean? Can you just so tell me that the, the smart notes? <laughs> <laughs> this is my children. I don't think any of them ever read a proper book. Okay, I know I, you I all read right proper now. books. I know. I just I know. that was very beautiful, and you were very excited <laughs> about it. But I just like I I and this is another factor of what's happening at the moment. I can't focus on anything. Right. I think I, anyway. I'll get back to to You're that. Like a but like, yeah. but you yeah. just yeah. yeah. What. Yeah. What can what Indeed. can I take from that? Yeah, and I know. And just before I have loads of emails from my children, I know you all read books now. Okay, okay having got that thank off the you. table. So, um, <laughs> the story being that you could have easily opted out of therapy or opted out of doing any work about you, deep work, right? Yeah, because it was too painful. Yeah, it's like no, I'm not going to go, and you're paying for it as well, and you have to take time out. But you decided no, I'm going to keep going, and as a result of that you came to the conclusion that you did in the end, which was, I faced the worst about me, mm. and I'm still here. I haven't, you know, evaporated, or I haven't gone into a big blob. You've got through the pain, mm. and it's come up with something beautiful, because now you know yeah. that shadow, you're aware of it. But if you'd have cut the chrysalis too soon oh. and let go, your wings wouldn't have been strong enough. Mm. <laughs> she's smiling no I'm just like I just I guess I don't I'm not a big fan of metaphors I know oh, they're, they're very brilliant. they're very helpful yeah. but um yeah I'm just such a practical my my nature's going to so what <laughs> but no no I, that is that is true darling. I love that I love that and I Good. think and and that is true because I think I when people ask me like oh what's the most you know proud thing that you've done in your life I really think one of the most proud, proudest things is doing finishing therapy because I, I, I didn't get something out of it in a way that felt, now my life has changed, but it was a complete wow. inner shift of um, I, an acceptance yeah. and awareness yeah. that I couldn't get from anywhere other than going through the pain. And what you did was yeah. surrender. You and I surrendered, to yeah. let go. And that reminds me of the businessman you don't hear many businessmen, head of Fortune 500 country, um, countries, companies, at the end of their life saying, I wish I'd gone to more meetings, yeah. or I wish I'd written more papers, earned more yeah. money. No, it's the personal things that they end up wishing about themselves, about their relationships, about how they've dealt with people. Yeah. And that's what matters. Just like you've just said, the thing I'm most proud of... But how of, does that relate to surrender? Hold on. <laughs> The thing you just said was that you were most proud of was actually going to therapy and doing some really painful yeah, work that's rather true. than all the other things that I And know it's not even done. a good thing. It was mostly horrible. <laughs> yeah. But 
but it has it has yeah brought about a sense in me it's like i have another sense now honestly yeah, yeah. i have another thing that is that is able to be in the world like that's how i can yeah. now You're be more, in the world you can show true. up more yeah because and, so that's the yeah, paradox that's true. of surrender letting go mm. we tend to think it's a dying and a letting mm. go which it, it is yeah but paradoxically death brings life yeah here we go she's off Woo! <laughs> Woo! you know preach and you can show up <laughs> church <laughs> um but you know the trouble is yeah. we don't often very none of us like to go deep and let go and surrender mm. because we fear it will just reduce us whereas actually it really helps us to show up be there for ourselves and, and for it others. does reduce us but maybe to a, 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 a reduction that is needed as a human as you say like by actually knowing our place in the world like yeah. um as a human that is not in control of everything and whatever yeah. you want to call it god universe whatever yeah. like there's obviously other things at play in this world and um an energy or whatever so yeah I and, and I do find that like once I stop resisting and pushing against reality and just accept what is like in many of my relationships or work scenarios and um and then can just you know hope and and with faith still that is it will be well yeah. Um, even without my input. And and I think that's, you asked me like kind of what's been hard this week and like, or, or what's been showing up, what's been difficult for me to let yeah. go. And I yeah. think part of it is like consuming what is happening in real time is really hard for me to let go. Yeah. Um, now I think about it because my instinct normally is just to um, consume constant news, consume um ways to react react and control and control and i think many times um i just keep asking myself okay how can i trust myself how can yeah. i not um react to this but really listen I, I think it's getting harder and harder for me at this time to listen to what my gut says listen to myself as there's yeah. so much noise so, um, so it's been, yeah, it's been difficult for me to surrender the temptation to constantly go to other people or, um, or news or other places to be directed when really, when I'm in tune and connected to myself yeah. and God and that's when I feel more at peace and, and I've let go. Yeah. 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 And I, you talked earlier, asked me before we started what I meant by surrender and come back actually to that book we mentioned last week about Untethered Soul by Michael Singer. And he talks about how we know that we are disturbed, how we know that we are not surrendered is when stuff happens and we just sense something in our heart, almost literally like there's a blockage and we feel like we're disturbed and we maybe choose to look at that and unpack it and think about it. But another way is to actually say, hold on, there's that disturbance. I'm just going to let it go, hmm. which means not fighting it, not arguing it, but just saying, no, this isn't helping me. I'm disturbed. Hmm. I'm not going to let it get its hooks into me. 
Yeah. So it's an active choice. It's, it's a choice. not passive. Yep. It's yep. a choice to let go. It's a choice to unattach yourself to what you want to happen or an outcome, which honestly, yeah. even in my romantic life, I'm constantly doing that of like, <laughs> I really, uh, exactly. I really want, you know, to have a partner, but, um, but I want to unattach myself from that outcome, um, yeah. while still desiring that and longing for that. Yeah. So how do you hold both? Like, so it's the whole, yeah. yeah. So, you know, we're getting through this time and like, we all want to be out of this time, but to force that is torture for ourselves. Yeah. And also it means maybe we haven't done the work that we have the opportunity to do while yeah. we're here as nowhere else in our lifetime. Yeah. Wow, this is heavy. Oh, yeah. It's, 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 a, it's a heavy week. It and feels we'll a to... month in. Huh? Um, yeah, it just feels like a real um, a battle at this point. In, uh, internal and external, yeah. Yeah, and I think, you know, different people cope with that heaviness in different ways. And we were trying to think of what have we done that's fun this week? Well, the only, one thing I think of with Doug is his jigsaws. He's finished his jigsaw. Woo! Which is not fun for us, but no. it's fun to watch him be an addict of puzzles. Absolutely, we never realised. I think puzzles are now the new crack. <laughs> And people are just longing to get that next piece in. Yeah. And I think there's going to be a lot of people that are going to need to go to puzzle rehab after oh, this. Oh, that's a new career. I can <laughs> but yeah, yeah, no, it's it's heavy. But I guess I, I take back my wording just now of battle. I think, as you say, it's not fighting. It's letting go of the fight. But you can still hope and have faith. Yeah. And it's but that doesn't two. need to have your input. No, it really is surrender. I mean, as you say, surrender, letting go to God or whatever. Yeah. So, wow, we talk about, well, somebody will say, well, where can I do some stuff about shadow? Well, a great book by a guy called Robert Johnson, who actually used to train with Jung and uh, met somebody who's related to him, who lives down here, called Owning Your Own Shadow. Robert Johnson, Owning Your Own Shadow, Understanding the Dark Side of the Psyche. Um, really helpful book. And I want to just come back and say infernity.com because I think, for me, my first thought was, okay, Lexi, where can I give some money to this woman? Hmm. Uh, you know, even Wow, $30. you're a great fundraiser for me. <laughs> I'm impressed. <laughs> so that's I-N-F-I-R and then N-I-T-Y, infernity.com. And I know you're going to be putting up more stuff about that. And I think it's amazing what you're doing. Um, and whatever, whoever you are, I mean, I know there's one lady that ordered and hunted on the internet for elastic and fabric and cotton for masks because she wasn't a sewer, a good friend of mine here. Mm. So she did that and got those shipped to the person that could sew. So it's yeah. like, we do whatever, you know, this woman. We do whatever, we put our own masks on first, we, we have responsibility to our loved ones, strangers, every human on this planet, but... It's all, as you say, it's both and. Yeah. So we, yeah. we do both. We, we do. Yeah. And balance that. Yep. Yeah. Well, now we're going to have a Zoom. We've got a beach club dinner thing here, which we're going to do remotely. We usually meet once a month with a few friends in the neighborhood. So all right. Do I don't think they one. need to know your social life. Don't you? Oh. No. Oh. I'm going to, if anyone's interested, I'm going to go and shower now. Oh, and, yeah, please. Um, <laughs> And um, change my clothes. Okay. <laughs> Till next time. Bye. Bye. <laughs>